0: You are a part of the lucky 10,000 with your host, Evan.
1: A stubborn guy, but brilliant, highly intelligent, eccentric, quite true. But the image of his being some kind of a dumbbell is, is absolutely wrong.
0: This is Evan Harris, and welcome to the Lucky 10,000, the podcast that gets you luckier than a friend podcasting with you at your apartment for the first time. We'll explain that later. But first, we want to thank Podbean and Stitcher for housing us. Also, we want to thank the Tangent Bound Network for having us as part of their network of shows. If you want to check out the other shows on the Bearded Pods Network right now, actually, as of this recording, it may be fixed by the time you hear this. The Bearded Pods Network site is down, so we're working on getting that back up. But if you want to check out the other podcasts on our network, you can find them on Podbean. It's uh, Teddy and the baseman the Bearded Ones comedy podcast, and they're well worth a listen. You give us a five star review and Stitcher your iTunes, we will read it on the air. And if you uh, want to email us with any questions, now that we're doing this season where we're going over a lot of factual stuff, you know, last season too, even if you want to email us corrections, we don't mind. We want to be accurate, so uh, email us lucky ten thousand at gmail, our Twitter lucky underscore ten k, and our Facebook group page lucky ten thousand. Now. What my little lucky to have a friend, I'm just lucky to have a friend, meant before is that, uh, as you know, with this season, we've been doing a different co host each episode. And I'm getting to the point in the recording process, because we're recording out of order, where I'm getting to the, to the part where I'm doing podcasts with people I've never podcasted with before. And they're also bringing a lot of great, Topic suggestions. And that's why I'm super excited about this one because a lot of the episodes of the season, understandably so, have been unsolved murders. Jack the Ripper, a little bit of the Zodiac, the Black Dahlia, stuff like that. And that shit is fascinating. But what I love about the way the season has been going is when I leave it up to people to pick what they're the most passionate about, they always find something different. Jason Underwood and I started talking about weird objects that fell from the sky. My friend Carter brought something I'd never heard of to the show. I hope you've heard that episode by now. And so when I asked my good friend Brian Reader to To ask uh, what he would like to bring to the show, he said D.B. Cooper and I couldn't have been more excited because it's not a murder, it's not supernatural, it's different than all the other episodes, but it's still fucking fascinating. But first, I want to introduce you guys to my friend, Brian Reader. How's it going, Brian?
1: I'm all right, Brian Reader, everybody. How are
0: you doing? Yeah, if you you are a theater person in Greenville at all, you've probably seen him in something. Even if you're just walking through the park and it's like, who's that guy yelling? Uh, Then that's probably Brian. Brian's been an actor in the Greenville area for how long now? Uh 30 years I'm in mean, my 31st year. Really? Yeah. Doing yeah. acting. Doing but not acting in Greenville cuz I didn't see you until a no, few years ago. No,
1: no, just I, I I just a lot of small stuff a lot of a lot of churchy things. Yeah, like, yeah, church things. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah no remind
0: stuff. me to tell you a funny theater church story after the after we record the episode oh, man, about yeah, church theater. Um, but so you have funny. been in a ton of shows. You, your career has kind of taken off in Greenville. Yes, you're you're always working. Always uh, right working. now, you're doing uh, Dream Girls yes, over at Center, center Stage. Yeah. I can only imagine you're one of the girls. Uh,
1: no, I, I'm one of the dreams.
0: Oh. oh, yes, yes,
1: yes. I'm one of the dreams.
0: Hmm. <laughs> uh, and you actually been talking about, you've been on Teddy and the Bass Band before. Yes. And in that episode, yes, you and your buddy yes, were talking I'm about doing him. a podcast of your own. Where are you with that? Uh, still in the uh, developmental stage, and what do I still have to get with developmental with the, stage? Yes, yeah, I would yes, agree with that. Yes. <laughs> you do realize that literally all you have to do is exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's I not like you're planning this. a season of a TV show. I have to develop. <laughs> this. By develop this, you mean buying your microphones on Amazon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there you go. Yes, um. Yes. But yeah, so I'm really excited about that because I think uh, you're a great conversationalist. I've had a lot of great talks with you, so I oh, figured yeah. if I'm gonna have anybody on this show at some point, it's got to be you, and. Uh, Uh, I was so thrilled that you picked DB Cooper because the other advantage of this season is I know kind of the bare bones of things, Mm -hmm. but if I know somebody's coming to the show to talk about it, I got to do some research myself. Right. And you learn shit.
1: Yeah, for real. That's what we're all about, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Learning. Shit. You're lucky. You get (laughs) 10.
0: So, do you remember the first time that DB Cooper came into your sphere?
1: It. It was sometime in the 80s it must have been something that that had uh, I think they made a movie about discovered. him in the 80s yeah, didn't they Yeah and uh th- it it was fascinating cuz I'm it how can you get away right. with
0: that, man? I mean, and if you don't know, just generally so speaking, easy. we'll get into more specifics. But DB Cooper is widely known as a guy that hijacked a plane, got yes. a ton of money, yes, and just disappeared. And just disappeared. That doesn't happen without a trace in the '70s, even. Yes. So you would think. In the modern era of investigation and FBI, right?
1: And and I mean, for goodness' sake, he came out of a plane and and had a lot of money. It, it's not it's not easy to hide no, having
0: a lot of no, money. Because no, no, they no, say no.
1: that as of as of as of 2017, the two hundred thousand dollars that he had stole or, or 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 was able to get away yeah. with is worth like one point two million dollars now. Yeah.
0: You just don't so, disappear with a right, million dollars. Exactly. One million dollars. Exactly,
1: exactly. Even Dr. Evil couldn't no. have it. Kind of money. So, I mean, it's naturally some guy is, is not going to fall out of the sky right. and be able to hide that kind right. of money. And then the fact that they haven't been able to catch him. It, it, there's just a lot of cool details. The
0: fascination with it. With and, and I was watching a documentary and they brought up a really good point. People... Because it's not it's it's not like Jack the Ripper where you want to find out what monster did this. Right. He's become an anti-hero. Yeah. Because people love the idea of someone saying, fuck you, authority, right. and getting away yes, with it. Yes, exactly. He didn't hurt anybody. Then didn't, didn't, nobody got hurt. Nope. Nobody
1: even got it. Nobody even got a paper cut. The only and also people was-
0: like the idea of a smooth villain. Yeah. People love the idea of like, why is uh, fucking low key so popular? Yeah, yeah, because he's yeah. just cool. Right. He's yeah, suave. Loki is just he's cool. smooth.
1: You know, there's you all this. And Alan Tom's
0: Rickman both. in the first Die Hard movie yeah. is just fucking smooth yeah. and collected, Mr. knows Number what 20. he wants. Yes. So I think that's part of the fascination. And anything that's unsolved is a fascination, just period. So let's fucking get into some specifics, man. Yes. I ahead. took many, many notes right. and, uh, I guarantee you, I will have a problem reading all of them because my good. handwriting my is, is Brian and despicable. I yeah, there you yes, go. It's all good. Um, this is a fact that I didn't realize, but I thought was pretty interesting. That someone in the documentary I watched about it stated, and one of the reasons this case has crawled up the ass of the FBI for so long is it's the only. Unsolved hijacking yes. in history. Yes, yes, I read. And that, you would that, imagine that kind of makes sense. That, yeah, it's kind of hard to disappear with a plane. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and, and
1: and and I even read the history of the the plane after this whole incident. Oh, was, tell it, me, it had gone through trainings. It was used as like a a, 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 a transport plane to transport uh, soldiers from from their homes to the military. And this bay. is after the DB Cooper yeah, incident. Ap- after That's that very incident. cool. And now the the plane itself is sitting on a, um, so like a uh, like a scrapyard somewhere. Is it and really? There's, yeah, there's, Why there's is that not in the now.
0: Smithsonian or something? Exactly. And at that's least what I was
1: thinking, at least a section of it. Right. Exactly. At least that tail end of, yes. with the door and everything. Yes. Yeah. You 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 think that's what it, what what they would do with it? But no. That's crazy. It's, it's all scraps now. Yeah.
0: Can you it's imagine being scraps. on that plane and not realizing it was the DB Cooper plane? Yeah. Brand? Yeah. Although, to be fair, who knows what happens everywhere? Right. Something amazing could have happened in this very apartment. Right. Other than the amazing thing that's happening right now.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs)
0: All all right, moving on. Uh, So, (laughs) this occurred on November 24th, 1971, in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Also, just to say, this was 71. It wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much the ticket on the plane cost him?
1: No, how much was it? $20.
0: A $20
1: plane ticket?
0: $20 plane ticket. That's nuts.
1: That is – that man, you can't even go Greyhound <laughs> no, for $20. No, you can't. Now.
0: You can't even buy like fucking peanuts 20, in the airport now for $20. For
1: $20.
0: For a 30-minute flight. It was originally supposed to be just a 30-minute flight from uh, – and, and the name DB is actually – uh, uh, That's not his real name because no. he
1: got on the plane as Dan. Yes. He got on there as Dan and one of the writers, one of the beat writers that was writing about the story – had had made the mistake of calling him DB, and then all of the other writers had
0: caught on to that. Well, guy. it's it's it sounds better. Yeah, let's just be honest. Yeah, it yeah, sounds it, cooler. It's cooler.
1: Yes, it's cooler. Like somebody
0: walks in the room, you're like, "Hey, what's up, DB?" He's like, "What's up with you?" Yeah, yeah exactly. Somebody walks what's in the room, how's it going, down? Dan? Yeah, <laughs> I right. am okay. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just Dan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and and apparently Dan Cooper was actually uh, part of a, a comic book. Yes, he was uh, a, a, a sort of a you know, piloty mm-hmm. airplane hero in yeah. comics in like I don't like know, the fucking fifties or something. Dude, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he obviously didn't steal anything. He no. was a genuine, like golden age hero. But
1: what's weird is you have uh, uh, people believing that uh that he patterned himself after right. Dan uh you know Dan Cooper from the from the comic books, but they didn't sell it no in, in English version. There was no English oh, version. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. There was no English version of the comic book at all.
0: Well, that's funny. <laughs> yes.
1: That that's is hysterical. Deep.
0: Yes. So <laughs> um, so he gets on this plane. Uh, he's a cool looking guy. He's got like a suit his and a trench coat. Suit, yeah. Sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Briefcase. He just looks like a cool Swahis, You know, young, youngish guy in yeah. his 40s. Decently good looking. Yeah. You know, has just has like. The impression I got was he had an air about him. Yeah. He had this suave, almost James Bond air about him, and
1: that's how that's how um he was able to. Well, he kind of fooled the first steward a little bit, yeah, yeah, because she, you know, he he gave her, he got on the plane, he gave the stewardess the letter mm-hmm. or, or the or, or the note, mm-hmm. and she just thought that he was just some lonely traveling yeah. salesman or whatever. And her
0: name I actually have her name here because yeah. she comes up later. Her name was Florence Schaefter. Yes. And uh yeah, so he was just chit chatting with her and she thought, Okay, and you know, people I'm sure stewardesses get flirted with Yeah. All right, exactly, the fucking time. I, you I gotta read, imagine. I read the
1: nasty books about him, hunting <laughs> guys on the My penthouse
0: so. forum. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, golly, I read those too and you know? golly, <laughs> But um, so she just thought, oh, this, this yeah guy's flirting with me. He's okay. just a regular guy. And he, he turns slur- around. He goes, hey, I would like to give you this note. He yeah. hands her a note. Do you remember what the note says? I've got it written down. If you don't, no, I I, I, I forgot what it says. It says, "Ma'am, I have a bomb here and would like you to sit by me."
1: I remember him so
0: asking, asking her to sit next to him. She, yeah. she goes and talks to him and she's like, Is this some sort of joke? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? He She goes and gets another stewardess whose name was Tina Macklow. Mm-hmm. Something along those mm-hmm. lines because mm-hmm. my handwriting yeah, is
1: yeah. no, no, god awful. You see her name, you can make this. It's yeah. her name, son. <laughs> it's not your writing. It's her
0: name. So she goes and gets her and says, This guy says he's got a bomb. So they come back. And then he goes, well, I'll show it to you. And then mm-hmm. what does he do?
1: He opens the, his, his attache case and it has four red canisters on top and four red canisters on the bottom and some wires running yep. from him and a, and a big huge battery piece or pack or whatever. Yeah. It is in it. So, so at this head. point,
0: they have no reason to believe that he's not telling the absolute truth. And he goes right. so far as to actually pull two disconnected wires up and sort of show them like, all I got to do is put this shit together and we're all dead.
1: See, and I, that's why I believe the guy was ex-military, man. Yeah, the man has that—that it, it, that wasn't some crazy. Because if it
0: very calculated,
1: right? Because see, during this time or whatever, when people were hijacking planes, they were—they were either it was—it was during the whole "fly me to Cuba" moment, right. type of thing or whatever. So everybody was wanting to be flown to Cuba and right. hijacking from, uh, uh, planes for that, and or just n- nuts. Mm-hmm. Just loons or whatever that mm-hmm. were hijacking planes or whatever. So here you have this suave Devin mm-hmm. looking James Bond-looking character or whatever with his tie and mm-hmm. his attache case and his <clears> cool shades and glasses. So he's the last person that you would – And
0: was- also that was an era too because I don't think that would happen today. No. I really don't. Because no. that was an era too where y- when someone hijacked a plane, you just said, okay – yeah." We're going on a detour, guys. Right. Everybody's going to be fine. We're going to get to this guy right. wants to go. He's going to get off the plane. Then we're going to go home. That's right. one of the reasons I think that the terrorists in 9/11 were as successful as they were with just box cutters, mm-hmm. because everybody in those planes went, "Okay, okay. we're getting hijacked. Right. They're going to land somewhere. Right. And we're going to be fine." They, they didn't. Be all right. These days, I don't mm-hmm. think that would happen. No. I think as soon as he said, "I have a bomb in my briefcase," people would be like blow us the fuck up yeah. because we're not going to kill two thousand well, innocent people. No, no. That's you know yeah, that's why that's, flight yeah, 93 was amazing. But so yeah. that yeah, I know. But that was I mean. If it was today, he wouldn't have gotten on that plane. Because nope. that was the other thing. Back then, this blew my mind. In domestic flights in 71, they didn't ask for ID. They didn't ask what? for anything. If it was a domestic flight, huh. they didn't ask for shit. That's why he could get away with telling him a name that wasn't really his. Wow. They didn't even ask for ID. Passport wow. nothing. He's not going out of the country. What the fuck? Get that on the plane. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, when you think about how things
1: are now, and yeah. then you think that back then, first of all, that... You can fly for the price of a dub sack. And then now, <laughs> you didn't even have to show your idea I went
0: to New York before 9-11, and then I went to New York once a couple of years after 9-11. <laughs> it's a world of difference. Really? Yeah. I, well, I'm- I man. got pulled out of line both times, going to and from. I had to take off my shoes and everything.
1: I flew- eight. Uh, God, this is a long time ago. I <laughs> flew Eastern Airlines back in 1981 from Greenville to New Jersey. Yeah. And- Man, even then, it was, it was quick, man. Is that, like we walked up, got tickets, went on through. Whatever. Did you, do
0: you remember going through a metal detector or anything?
1: Uh-uh. I don't remember doing I, this was back when at at um at GSP where you could go and watch the planes take off George catch- St. Pierre? Yeah. Oh man, you yeah. you could go <laughs> through that joint and stand there. But the and thing watch is the like planes take off and all
0: that stuff and then now no, you can't even get in there. It blows my mind that no one ever even thought to do that before something yeah, happened. Right. Of course people would be able to get would want to do something bad on a plane.
1: Right. Exactly because that's easy You you can fly in. And now
0: we've got the fucking total recall Recall shit where you go through the thing And they yeah. see your the skeleton and everything Yeah, yeah for real Thank that's fucking god out, for that man. Oh yeah it was weird that's But thank fucking weird. god they're doing that now Yeah I know But I mean so it's going to be so much harder For people to get away with stuff But this guy literally just lied to the woman yeah. Got on the plane 20 bucks no ID Here you are Guess what I've got Can you imagine someone even getting through The first 10 steps of an airport If all they had on their person was a briefcase Mm-mm. somebody would be asking Some, them to open exactly. that thing. Exactly. Yes.
1: So somebody's going through Had that there bag. been more
0: regulations at the time, you know, On a positive note, if 9-11 had happened earlier, Uh. T.B. Cooper would have never gotten away with his money. Let's just all wish that 9-11 could have happened in 1970. 1970. (laughs) (laughs) Then 9-11 could have been avoided. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he gets on the plane. He's talking to these women. The stewardesses go to the pilots and say, this guy's got a fucking bomb on the plane. Mm -hmm. But we're not deviating on the flight. We're going to land where we're supposed to land. And this is the other thing that kind of blew my mind. None of the other passengers knew that this was going on. No.
1: They had no idea <laughs> no clue. what was going on. None. They had no... I, I mean, but, but then again, think about it. Would you really want to know that while you're in the air? No.
0: No, I yeah, would piss myself. I, yeah,
1: I, yeah, for real. Because that'd, be that'd be a shitty ride. But I also know. it shows how
0: suave and cool this guy yeah. was. Because if anyone gets on a plane, and I'm not talking about like racial profiling or something. I'm right. talking about anyone that's acting nervous is yeah. on a plane. You're going to go... I don't trust this fucker. Right. Somebody do something.
1: Right. Which means that he, like we were saying, he was calm and cool. He got got on the, he
0: got on board the plane. He had a pack, cause you could smoke on planes back then. He had a pack of Raleigh cigarettes and he ordered bourbon and Coke. Yep. And just sat there cool as a fucking cucumber. Mm -hmm. And I just imagine what that conversation must've been like. Oh, stewardess, come here for a second. Mm. I have a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to blow us all the fuck up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. This shit's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, is this Diet Coke? I did one Diet Coke (laughs) just for the taste of this shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now I know I'm not going to gain any weight. Two. Yeah, he had two. I would need. I I would need like five at the same time. Yeah, and all he needed was two. So I think this is the first indication that this is very calculated. This guy is not just some criminal who decided to do this at the last minute and who didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Because also he really seemed to understand a lot about airplanes.
1: Yeah, because he he was when he was talking to some of. uh, When he was talking to the pilots or whatever, he was talking to them about how... You know, oh, we must we're over. I forget what city it is, but he recognized what city yes. they were over when they were flying yeah. over the city. He knew. He, kn- yeah. he knew the
0: terminology. All and of when I when I first started learning about this and and realized that the only way he got on the plane was I didn't ask for ID. I was a little disappointed because I went, oh, stupid. For this is a guy isn't nearly as intelligent as people thought he was. But mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. some other shit happens where you go, oh, this guy knew exactly what he was yes. doing and he outsmarted every fucking body yes. because the plane lands. And at this point, he has asked, he says, I want you guys to radio Mm -hmm. the tower and go, I want $200,000 in a knapsack and four parachutes. Four parachutes. So you're like, what the fuck do you need the four parachutes Mm -hmm. for? plane lands, all the passengers get off. Yeah. Again, having no idea that there was a guy on the plane who said he had a bomb. Yeah. Who even showed it. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, can you imagine those fucking passengers seeing the news like, Wait, what what flight was that? that, (laughs) You mean the one I just got off? That that was? That guy in the back with the motherfucker, what? The guy smoking the Raleighs? Then
1: they would have had some bourbon.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) They would have had a lot of bourbon. He's like, you can all drink. Fuck. (laughs) You're going to die. You might as well be drunk while you do it. So then he let some of the crew off, including Mm -hmm. Florence. Fed him. Yeah, Phantom.
1: I mean, he was that's what was. I mean, he he was nice to him yeah, everything, he was so and everything. Yeah, he's so polite. She
0: even commented on that. Yeah, she was like he was just really nice. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a good guy. He Just took you know, that you money. usually don't get threatened to be blown up by nice people, but yeah, I guess he's the real. exception. And that was also well. To be fair, Mister Rogers had an episode about that too, but they never aired that one. Now, boys and girls, I've got a bomb.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill y'all. I'm, yeah, we missed that one. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> missed that one because that have been hard to
0: explain to the, to the king. For, but so, like, know, this guy was so suave and so confident. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would love to know what he felt like inside. Yeah, for real. But would, his outward appearance apparently was very cool and very confident. Mm-hmm. So then he requests that the plane – well, he gets his money. Yeah. Because while they're waiting for this plane to land – They got 200,000 bucks together real quick. Mm
1: -hmm. They, 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 they gathered the money quickly. They, 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 um, they got in contact with some local banks Mm -hmm. near the, um, near the airport and they borrowed the parachutes from a, um, a, uh, uh, like a, like a skydiver. They were group.
0: military parachutes, weren't yeah, they?
1: Yeah, and the, but two of them, I think, two of them were from a local skydiver training. School. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like the one uh, I didn't know that. What? Yeah, one of the ones that were <laughs> that was broken or whatever. Yeah, was one. We'll, we'll that, get into that in a yeah, second, for real. Because
0: yeah. I'm, when I first heard this, I was like four.
1: Oh, yeah, four.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. Because when I first read and thought four, I'm
1: like, okay, well, he has help. And it, right. it's for them, whatever, Right, but they're
0: gonna meet somebody somewhere and those guys right. are gonna get on the plane. They're gonna pull a, a, a Batman uh, the Dark Knight Rises right. and break the plane in half and
1: fucking They all it it, it could have it could have gone awry. Oh,
0: dude, there were so many times. opportunities for this yes. to be a disaster. If it, the if the stewardesses had not had cool heads. Exactly. If the pilots had not had cool heads. Right. But again, I think you you brought up a really good point with the whole Cuba thing. They were just expecting worst case scenario. Yeah. We do what this guy says, we land in Cuba, we're he gets off the, the plane, stars, we come, come back to, come to America. Back. Exactly. But,
1: <laughs> but they when they went to refuel the plane. Yes. He um he initially wanted to go to. He wanted uh, to go to Mexico, Mexico. City, right, yeah. right, and then the pilots convinced him to go to Reno, yes, because of the the the. Uh, they the, didn't have enough fuel to make it to Mexico right. City. Exactly, one of the fuel trucks. Well, no, two of the fuel trucks. I believe it was when they were when they were fueling up the plane or mm-hmm. whatever. The one of the latching mechanisms or something had broken, so they had to stop using this fuel truck and get another one. I didn't know that. And then that, yeah, and it was and it was making it, it was making DB nervous or whatever because sure. he's like, man, y'all y'all trying to y'all getting ready to do okay something, yeah, 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 yeah. But
0: he he, he stay cool. That. It was yeah. He stayed and cool. And even when and the, the pilot system. informed him, yeah, like, hey, we don't really have enough fuel to get to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. We can take you to. They gave him two choices actually. They said uh, we could take you to. Give me just a second, because <laughs> my handwriting is t- It was Reno, and it was um. I'm almost where there. Was, was it? Was it
1: in Arizona?
0: Ah, uh, Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. It yeah. was Reno or and Phoenix. Then, yeah, and uh, in the recreation I saw, because I did watch one of those documentaries where they do like a little bit of a cheesy yeah. recreation. I hope this is true. Because that would make him such a cool, smooth motherfucker. Mm. But apparently, in the recreation anyway, when they say, we could take you to Reno or Phoenix, he goes, I've always wanted to visit Reno. Just like that. Just like that. Let's go to Reno. Fuck it. Let's go to Reno. Yeah. So they're flying. He's on the plane. And this... To me, is when I realized, oh, this guy is a smart, calculated dude because mm-hmm. he insisted that the pilots fly at ten thousand feet, yeah, which is really low for a plane of that size. Mm-hmm. He also insisted that they go, I think, two hundred miles an hour, mm-hmm. which is yeah, really yeah. slow for, really a, slow plane slow for a plane of that size. Yeah,
1: it's, and they said that's just slow enough before it 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 stalls out. Yes,
0: yeah, and the reason he did that. According to the documentary I saw, anyway, Mm -hmm. was the Air Force. Now they knew what was going on. They knew this guy hijacked this plane, so they had two fighter jets shadowing it. Yeah. But they couldn't stay with it. Mm -hmm. They couldn't go that slow. They had to keep circling. Yeah. So he would have those windows where Mm -hmm. there was no one around. Right. What a smart fucking thing to do.
1: Super. I'm telling you, this dude is he was a mastermind, son. It's amazing that all he wanted was two hundred thousand. I know. Because if that he seems wanted like wanted $400 million, he w- could have gotten And away you from. said it was what worth?
0: Just over a million?
1: $1.2 now, yeah.
0: That still seems well, like yes. a small amount of money mm-hmm. to risk hijacking an entire plane. Yeah. But that's why this guy had to know what he was doing because he's got it all mapped out.
1: Mm-hmm. And still they don't know. Nothing.
0: Nothing. 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 So here we are, 10,000 feet. Planes going 200 miles an hour. Uh, they're going to, to Reno. And then. Um,
1: he tells them to go and lock
0: themselves in the yes. in the um, in the cockpit. Yes, he tells everybody because there's like yeah. a, a couple of stewardesses left. Yeah, and he tells them to go up to the fucking cockpit mm-hmm. at 8:02 p.m. Yep. the pilots recognize that the rear door to the plane mm-hmm. is opening. Yep, they're starting to lose pressure. Mm-hmm. They're freaking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. They don't know what the fuck is going on. At and all. this is the part where it all is speculation. Yep, what we think happened is that he. Well, you talk about what he did with the parachute.
1: They are saying, okay, he of the four parachutes, of course he used one. Yeah. He took one with him. Um one was defective. Yes. And the other one he cut he cut straps and pieces of it off or whatever to use as a uh as like an uh something to attach the the uh, case of money and mm-hmm. the and the bundle of, the the bundle of money to. Mm-hmm. Um But it's odd because he didn't know which one was the defective one. He could have chosen the wrong parachute. And this is
0: where some people I have heard say Mm -hmm. that maybe he wasn't as smart as we thought he Mm -hmm. was because of the type of parachute. It was dark. Yep. He was using uh, a paratrooper parachute mm-hmm. as his main chute and then he had this other one that was a training chute yeah, that wasn't yeah
1: from, a, yeah, from a from a skydiving training. Yeah, school. and yeah. the problem
0: apparently I'm not an expert in this at all. I have a fear of heights. But the problem <laughs> apparently was that the uh parachute that he chose wasn't one that you could control the no. direction of.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It was it was it was and I didn't know that that that, that there were two different types like that. I didn't until, either. Yeah. But
0: every time you see like World War II footage of those paratroopers mm. They're just dropping out those parachutes yeah. Open and then they just go where they, they take them go, yeah, yeah, So that the makes sense because they yeah. don't have The handles on yeah, the side the, yeah, yeah, And it was also really cold I did they did do they did try to do And you talked about this before we started recording actually mm-hmm. They did a, they had a professional Skydiver do yeah. sort of a recreation do a reenactment. And, and he, he ended Fine yeah. but he also mentioned that It was so cold it was difficult for him right. To pull the ripcord
1: Exactly and, and not only it, it's it's a lovely I know, story. I know because because even you, you know you you mentioned before how they had the fighter jets uh-huh. following them or what have you. Uh-huh. Well, none of them ever saw right him jump from the plane. They Nobody never saw anything
0: come Now you said from one the of plane. the co pilots saw him out their window yeah, for just of a second. one when, when I after didn't know he that he had
1: told them to 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 uh, to lock themselves yeah. in the cockpit. One of them looked out the peephole and saw him strapping something okay. to his body, which was, you know, where he had cut, the, right, cut right. the pieces from the parachute and 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 was tying the money and then
0: left. Ne- the only thing he left for some strange reason was his necktie. Yeah, it was like a clip-on tie.
1: That, is, that and 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 lies some more mysteries because you know, being that being that this this was such a um, such an embarrassment. Yeah for our law enforcement. Yes it you was. Know, the FBI can't stand the fact No that no no. They, they hate, hate this fucking guy. Yeah, they hate him. I guarantee They
0: I on the on the documentary there's a guy I, I wrote his name down. His name is Ralph Heimschbach uh,
1: uh from the
0: FBI and when he talks about DB Cooper. He looks like the old man from Fargo. Uh, like you know uh uh uh, uh, uh William H Macy's father-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Old, he looks and talks just like really? that guy. Oh yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> he despises DB Cooper.
1: I can and I can understand why, man. I can understand why.
0: <laughs> Made him look a fool for I mean, 20, 30 years. For
1: real. They they look they look like this 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 man was able to break that down. He he hijacked the plane. Yes. Landed the plane. Y'all gave him what he wanted. And he got away.
0: And I imagine the FBI is not like an office job where if you fuck up a couple of times, people are like, ah, you're fine. Exactly. This makes them look terrible. It's horrible, man. They and were, the thing is, I found something and very 40 interesting. 40 some
1: odd years later, and they. I have no, idea. Have no and idea. And I,
0: I, I heard something very interesting too. I was going to get to this later, but since we're talking about it, when it initially happened and they didn't find him, they wanted to charge him with air piracy. Because, but the problem is air piracy has a five year statute of limitations. Oh, wow. So after five years passed, and this is scary to me because this is just (laughs) what the government does. They went, okay, fuck it. We don't want him for air piracy anymore. We want him for breaking the Hobbs Act, which is a statute to prevent extortion. And there's no statute of limitations on it. Well, see, that's, so that's, they literally that's changed up. the crime they were charging yeah, him since for. Because they couldn't catch him within the five years. Yeah. That would be like you being a pickpocketer and yeah. then going, Well, the statute of limitations on pickpocketing is a year. We haven't found the guy. And they finally catch you and go, Uh, you know what? We'll get you for grand larceny. And he's no, like, what? Man, no,
1: no, <laughs> son. Y'all were look at me and I picked him pocket. I got away with it. Leave me alone. Yeah, I'm still yeah, exactly. My,
0: yeah, that's why I <laughs> wish he would have known that. And after five years, come back and be like, yeah. hey, hey, yeah. what's up, everybody? <laughs> like here I go. It's me, Dan. <laughs> it's DP, <D-B- laughs> and they're all oh, just like, you can, you, can you, can you, can you use DP? that would be awful, wouldn't it? If he did come out of hiding, have a press Uh-oh. conference. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, man, it's him. me, Dan. They would kill him. Please call yourself DB.
1: If that man was the pop-up out of nowhere now as some...
0: Well, this guy, I think, is still alive. He would kill him himself. He'd be like Jack Ruby. The pictures that I've seen of him,
1: when I I first saw the pictures of him or whatever, I was like, that's Ross Perot. Oh, I know. I mean, he's got the ears. Also, but also everything.
0: every sketch of every criminal in yeah. that era. The Zodiac, yeah. one of the reasons, that I reference the Zodiac a lot this mm. season because I love the case uh-huh. so much, but one of the reasons the Zodiac was so hard to track down is because his, his composite sketch looked like everybody right. else at that time. <laughs> a guy in his 40s with yeah. short hair yeah. and oh. glasses, like yeah. horn-rimmed glasses. Everybody looked like really that. Even exactly. the women looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, I've, I've seen the movies. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, So that composite sketch of him is pretty compelling because it's pretty specific, but mm-hmm. also you kind of realize, like, how hard would it be to find a guy that looks like that? Yeah. They all oh, yeah. look like
1: that. And then you, you look at the only two people that, that, that even remember what he looks like yes. are the two stewardesses.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll get to that a little bit more to them when we get into the, the suspects, because I've got some yeah. interesting suspects. So this is when the investigation started. And... This is what I thought was interesting. So they did the math, and they, they they figured where they thought his drop zone might have been. And this was the day before Thanksgiving 1971. So for some reason, they waited till the next day to start searching for him.
1: I saw that, too. Why I, would you wait? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I didn't understand. I mean, either. I guess
0: they had to calculate where they thought his drop zone was. But as soon as the pilot said, well, we just saw him jump. Yeah. I don't know if the pilot radioed in. He might not have. But if I was the pilot, I would have radioed to the tower and said, he just jumped. Yeah. And this is exactly where we are. Right get the fuck out here now but, see, but they were worried yeah you well you yeah, I think we're getting right say the same thing but see
1: that's that's why they when he locked them in the cockpit yes. and they really couldn't see when he jumped they right. had to go by when the um the plane was flying low mm-hmm. at that slow speed and then at 8 what was that time eight 802. 13, 802 whatever that was the back of the plane takes this awkward dip Right. And they believe that yeah, that's, 802. that's when he that's when he jumped. So right. then they were able to pinpoint that. But then later I I also found out that later on if that, that that they found that that were well, that the pilot found out that the the flight plan that they initially were trying to uh um recreate or whatever mm-hmm. was off by so many miles. Okay. So yeah, they had they had to go through different many different patterns of whatever and
0: different flight plans or not whatever. to mention the fact that the type of parachute he had, meant I mean, he could have been swept miles away right, from that drop exactly. zone.
1: Exactly. And that's what they were saying. They don't know if he went north or went south. They they have no so idea. So they calculated what counting. they
0: thought was the general drop zone yeah. and they started investigating the next day. And mm-hmm. you would think that the only thing the mystery to me still is that he left his tie on the plane. Why leave anything behind? They were even talking about his glass that he drank from at one point. They couldn't find it because it already got mixed in with the other glasses.
1: And remember, he took his
0: he took his ransom note back. Yes, after Yes, he, he did. Yes, very careful, he, mm-hmm. very calculated. It, Nothing it, behind except his tie. And of tie. course, we didn't know about DNA shit at that point, but and that's what's they weird. were going to do fiber research on yes. it. Yes, and then they've still got the tie. Yeah, so they can pull DNA off of it now.
1: I read some stuff about the tie. Okay, they lifted some. Uh, different minerals. Yes, I've of read about the.
0: I heard about this too. Yeah, that that can only be found in
1: certain uh, in certain occupations or yes. what have you. So they had narrowed down that he had either worked on planes mm-hmm. before or he was some sort of uh, engineer. Of yeah, some I think sort.
0: at first there were some people theorizing he might have been a steward mm-hmm. because he still knew so much about planes, but right. that makes more sense mm-hmm. because you really know about planes. Like you right. can be a steward or a stewardess and sort of get. You know some of the jargon and understand right. probably more about planes than I ever will. Right. But to be, say, let's just say, an engineer in one of those places, and also knowing how planes are built, knowing how they work, how they knowing work, how they fly, how low, how low you can go, how exactly. slow you can go, mm-hmm.
1: he knew that they, he knew that they could fly as solo yes.
0: and and
1: wouldn't have to mess with the um, with uh, pressurizing the yes. cockpit. And, I mean, he knew all that to an, an to an exact science. Yes, I believe that. The tie could have been uh, a decoy of some sort too.
0: That that you know, would not shock me at all. Why? Because he, he's the tie? right. That's the, the one thing oh, I can't figure out. It's so calculated. Yeah, and it's so nothing was left behind.
1: Nothing of, of except nothing, for the fucking tie. Except for that tie, nothing that could, nothing that would say I'm DB Cooper or I'm Dan Cooper. or right. whatever. Nothing. Nothing. Then no fingerprints. No, nothing.
0: Right. So. Yeah, that's still that. That's a mystery to me. Yeah. But so they're searching this this area. Mm-hmm. They don't find shit. And you would think at least the parachute. At least. At least the parachute.
1: Um, now I read. Um, I read where they found some pieces of the. The door That oh, back okay. door That he let down Yeah yeah the yeah little, The little tag That yeah. says you know This is a door Don't open this shit When you're in the air Yeah it's, you know, a, that's it's, how yeah, it reads yeah, yeah that's how it reads It's, it's in yellow And <laughs> I
0: and, wish that was part of The stewardess's speech At the beginning of yeah. the flight That's the door Don't open this shit <laughs> exactly. The exits are here 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 and here
1: <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Don't open this shit Don't open this shit So They found They found that little Platelet or whatever uh-huh. on the, And this was this was in the 80s, I believe, when they found this. A little, as a matter of fact, a right. little
0: boy found it, I think. It's he found boy, the money. He found the money, yeah. yes. He found we'll get to money. that. Yes. That's yes. fucking That's, fascinating. Yes, very fascinating. So you remember D.B. Cooper had $200,000. $200, this was 71 $200. when this happens. In 1980, oh, did you want to say anything else about in, what you're talking that about? I was
1: in the 20s, too. Wasn't it, wasn't it in the 20s, I think? Yeah all, yeah, all 20s. All 20s yeah. And now
0: I've heard two different things about this. What? I've heard that he requested 20s, and I've heard that he forgot to To request a certain don- denomination, so he either wanted all twenties or just forgot to mention that he didn't want all twenties. What
1: I read about his requests was was that he requested uh, two hundred thousand in oh, what kind of bills?
0: Gold bullion. Uh,
1: no, <laughs> no, because uh, normally they ask they ask for him in. Um, I forget how the bad guys
0: ask for him, but he asked for In a sack with the and money symbol on it. Yeah, 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 like, <laughs> like, like, like the bad
1: guys
0: in in Popeye. Louis C.K. has a great yeah. bit about that from one of his specials a few years ago uh, where he talks about how funny money is in old movies because especially when you go to old westerns or old like Robin Hood type movies, yeah. the, when, you know, the guy's assassins have done the job he never, they never say specifics. They just throw a little bag. Yeah. Like on the side and he goes, yeah, and he goes, that's just so weird. No one says specific amounts. It's like you walk into a bar and you're like, will you have a whiskey? How much is it? Money.
1: Yeah, for real. Yeah. like, I, <laughs> Pour me a whiskey. And I'm like, you know how much this <laughs> <is> <laughs> But he seriously must have
0: had, like, he must have been tempted. I would have been tempted to do like a little money symbol on my bag. Oh man. Yeah. So, that's basically what it was.
1: Because to, to, to know that I'm going to get away with that like that, you got to do that for me. Oh, man. he, was so,
0: as he's floating down to wherever he landed.
1: Oh, you know he was laughing, probably man. jacking
0: it. He was so oh,
1: excited. <laughs> like, like, Fuck! I can't believe I did this shit. I know. I <laughs> got away with this shit. Wait till I hit the ground. I'm going <laughs> in,
0: son. And he was smart because I don't think he ever talked about it before, I don't or think so no one. I mean, obviously there've been people who I'm sure have wanted people to think they were D.B. Cooper. But I think D.B. Cooper was smart enough to go, I'm not saying another word about Mm-mm. this for the rest of my life.
1: Mm-mm. It wouldn't surprise me if he was a um, of course, ex-military right, uh, or a retired military of yeah. some sort. Uh, single, no kids. Yeah. Probably dead mom and dad and- No brothers, no sisters. He's the only, the only Cooper left. Yeah, and he doesn't want
0: to show his hand. It's like it's like in uh, Goodfellas after they score that big heist, Mm -hmm. and all the guys start showing up at the bar with like cars and fur coats and And stuff. And Robert is like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I guarantee you, he didn't make a big purchase for years. Oh no, especially since they knew the serial numbers of the money. Right. Exactly. They knew that if any of that money got into circulation, Mm -hmm. they would be able to track it. One of the biggest mysteries. I don't think, other than the bag of money we're about to get to, yeah. that they've never found any of that money in circulation. I don't
1: think so either. Which I don't think so. Either. How do you explain that? Yeah. What did he do with it? For real? What did he do? If he traded, he had to have spent it somewhere. Somewhere, man. You don't. You don't get two hundred thousand no. dollars to do nothing
0: with. Although, what if he 000. just no. wanted to see if he could do it? What if he's got that money in a case mm. in his closet, and every night when he got, he's working a minimum wage job? No,
1: no, because <laughs> even to do that, you. If 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 somebody's gonna do that, they they do that to want to show that off to somebody.
0: Oh, th- I mean that's true. The yeah. psychology of people to do this kind of shit yeah. is. But maybe is maybe because he's not a serial killer. No. So maybe his psychology is I just wanted to get away with it. Yeah. And could, as long as I don't spend the money, I'm not gonna get. I'm, I'm not gonna get caught.
1: You're right. He he, he could be like uh, um, Ross Perot or even. <laughs> he, I mean, he dude, could be Donald Trump. shit
0: well, no. Donald you know, Trump is not smart enough to pull you know, off this plan. Yeah, he couldn't pull the ripcord. No,
1: <laughs> but the, uh, he he probably was some super billionaire or yeah. whatever, and was 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 into thrills and shit like that. You know why not? Fucking and, point know, the, break, motherfuckers, about bungee jumping and shit. And I was like, you know what? They probably smoking some of that good shit they were smoking yeah. back then. I was like, man, you know what? I'm gonna. Cool, hijack me a motherfucking
0: plane. Well, we'll actually kind of get into that a little bit later see, when we see, get to the suspect see. area. Uh-huh. So we flash forward to 1980, and this kid by the name of... Junior! Junior, <laughs> yeah, um, Brian Ingram, yeah. is uh, at the beach with his dad, mm-hmm, just chilling. Just chilling. And chilling. I can't remember what caused him to start digging, but he finds oh, a bag with... $5,800 mm-hmm. in it all 20s. Mm-hmm. They take it to the FBI. The FBI is like this is part of DB Cooper's stash. Yep. And a lot of it was rotted away. Mm-hmm. It'd been there for 10 years. Yep. And but
1: led led to nothing.
0: Like to led <laughs> to nothing. Nothing. But now the mystery is how did this get here? It's right. in a bag. It's in a bag by itself. And I mean, as far as I understood, he had one bag for all the money. Yeah. So either there wasn't just one bag for all the money and he lost this bag. Because there were people that theorized it fell into a river mm-hmm. and was swept downstream and got buried mm-hmm. in the sand. Or he specifically put it there for some reason. Right. What that reason that would be, be? I have no idea. Paying somebody off? That could be. Look, listen.
1: A lot of these crooks want... that he got, you know, gotten away with it for so long. And they... they had, I mean, that they money were,
0: had been there for a while. Probably. Because yeah, it had it, rotted so much.
1: He sat it there to say, hey, you know, I'm going I'm to... I'm going to put this
0: money here and I'm going to send him a watch the news. And so you think he talk- went back to his regular life and then when that news story comes up, he's like, oh, I got to go get some beer. Mm-hmm. I got to get I'm myself comfortable. Beer,
1: <laughs> exactly. So they could talk about my shit on the news or whatever. So I that- mean,
0: you got to know that this guy, wherever he is, if he's still alive, he knows he's the shit. He doesn't Jesus just think it. He knows it.
1: Son. He's
0: had movies made about him. Yes. Books, there's a town where they celebrate DB Cooper Day every year uh-huh. because I think it's the town that that he uh, uh, possibly disappeared in. Well, it's part wow. of that documentary. And they all love him. They think he's a hero.
1: Because I just did a whole bunch of – I'm Brian Reed. I was reading instead of watching. Well,
0: the good thing – well, I think it works out because when Emily and I did the podcast together, Um, she was more of a reader too. I don't read well. I can't focus. So I watch documentaries. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she would would read and I would watch a documentary or something uh, or different clips or specials or things like that. And it always worked out because she would always find something in her reading – that I lost, that I missed, and vice versa. Yeah, so it usually worked out.
1: Huh? That's deep because that's that's like when I watched the Scarlet Letter in high school. I I did bet on the test one after I read the book. Yeah, and I had the, the
0: exact opposite. I couldn't. <laughs> no, really? I couldn't. I can't. I still can't read a whole book. Really? I've read, There's a few I've read, but for the most part. It's got to be the best book ever for me to even, for it to even hold my attention. I hear people that read books they don't like all the time. Like, I didn't like it, but I finished it. There's no way my mind could do that.
1: Man, I read The Two Towers, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. (laughs) I read the fucking book.
0: I haven't even seen the movie. (laughs) Boy, no. (laughs) I saw Fellowship of the Ring and parts of Return of the King
1: we gotta talk about that shit <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that's,
0: yeah. The, unsolved yeah, that that's we'll the unsolved mystery that we'll tackle yeah that's fuck DB Cooper
1: oh a brother from uh. the has watched the, read the book seen the movie bought the collector's edition of the DVD because D- you're D- a geek yeah well yeah, yeah, okay I'll take that you yeah. uh, so let's Something see embrace my geekdom yeah so <laughs> they they
0: searched in an area of like 20 miles um they believe it was put there three years after the hijacking see Three See, years. He
1: put it there. He, there was no new news about him in, right. in 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 the news or what have you. And he was like, "But no, because still, what the money? The, you're right. The question about the money keeps rise. Where is the money? Right. You don't steal that much
0: money to not spend unless that he money. knew of some way to launder it or some way to get it in circulation without. God, I don't know. I don't. I don't know enough about this kind of stuff. They caught
1: some counterfeiters. They caught some counterfeiters that had two two twenty dollar bills that had the same that that had one of the serial numbers okay. from the um, from the heist. Yeah, but it didn't lead. It it was just coincidental. I mean, it would numbers. be
0: it, you'd think by now too, if any of those twenties popped up in circulation,
1: mm-hmm. it would be
0: impossible to trace them now. Right. It's yeah. just maybe it's maybe that's what he did. Maybe he just waited.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, he could have just waited. Yeah. Which would still mean that he had the kind of money oh, that yeah. he could sit back and
0: wait to spend that money. Hey guys, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And if you're enjoying listening to the Lucky 10,000, then come on over to a podcast where nobody's ever getting lucky, ever. Here on the Lucky 10,000, you're here to learn, but with the Bearded Ones, we're here to make you laugh. And and maybe you'll learn something while you're laughing. Yeah, learn something like about Batman. <laughs> I mean, for we
1: were on a stint of Matlock for a while. It was funny to me.
0: The, hey, I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that's not how you sell <laughs> Come anything. Come on over listen to Bearded Ones podcast, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I'd be a shit salesman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come buy this car. I mean, I drove it once. You, yeah, probably, you probably wouldn't like yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to. You know what? Fuck this. Don't listen to Bearded Ones. <laughs> Come on, check us out. Bearded Ones comedy podcast on the Bearded Pods network. I knew that.
1: I didn't know that. Well, that's why we're here, listening to the Lucky 10,000.
0: You learn something new with every episode. And while you're here at the Bearded Pods Network, you might want to come and give us some pod love. We're Teddy and the Bass Man. We cover all sorts
1: of subjects, speak with tons of interesting guests, and entertain you with a melange of vintage commercials and jingles, and a whole plethora of eclectic music. You might even learn
0: something from us as well. It'll probably be about bondage, but Teddy and the
1: Basement.
0: Well, now this is the part that I uh, I'm excited about the whole thing because it oh, really real, is just a fascinating real, story. Yeah. But the FBI closed the case in 2016. Yeah, they finally got to the point where they're just like, "Fuck it, yeah, we got other shit to do." Mm-hmm. Um, but there are suspects. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm gonna try and go from least. My opinion being least likely to most likely, okay. uh, da, 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 da. and I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna get this wrong because I don't know <laughs> oh, how to read good. my own writing. But there. this guy, correct me please if you mm. know the story, which I'm sure you do, <laughs> Dwayne Hebe or Hobby or something like that, on his deathbed, claimed to be DB Cooper, and his wife. Uh, noted that he would sleep talk. He would talk in his sleep when he was having a nightmare, Mm -hmm. and it always seemed to be about, quote-unquote, fingerprints on a plane. Also, he, um... Hmm.
1: Fingerprints on a plane. He didn't leave any, though. DB No, but I think he was having a nightmare that,
0: what if he did. He did, yeah. Yeah. Um, He supposedly took her to where he land he was. He had a knee injury that he said came from parachuting. He had an old ticket for that he just kept with him of that airline. And I can't remember what airline it was. I know I wrote oh, that down crap. somewhere.
1: Um dog I forgot because the money that the money the kid found, they gave half of it, well, some of it to the airline company, and then the kid got to keep some of the money.
0: Oh, that's, I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet he never spent it. I bet his dad was like, this is collector's oh, item shit now. I'm
1: glad you said that. He, um, they sold it, they sold the money in an auction. Uh, I think he had, I don't think he had a few, I think he may have had like two or three of the 20s or something, nice. man. And it sold for, th- 30 some 1000 Oh, dollars? you know
0: that money's oh, going to yeah. sell. Oh, yeah. That's got to be in the mm-hmm. – One of those 20s needs to be put in the Smithsonian real, or something. For real, man. For real. So um, there's that guy and I don't know. You know, that's all very that's, circumstantial. Yeah. There was yeah. another guy that they actually just pointed a finger at in 2018 that, uh, But, you know, the problem with this kind of stuff is everyone wants notoriety for it. Mm-hmm. So people all of a sudden, like it's the same thing with Jack the Ripper. Every other year somebody comes out and goes, I know definitively who the yeah. Ripper was. Mm-hmm. And it's it's confirmation bias because mm-hmm. they just see what they want to see as far as facts are concerned. Right. So they can twist the facts to make their case right. more, valid, more valid so they can right. write a book and get a ton of money right, for it. Exactly. So I don't yeah. know that I believe this, but his name. That sounds too easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it just sounds too easy. I mean, Walter, Walter Cronkite, really? Walter White. Oh, my gosh. So, and that looks it, 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 there's no way that the uh, sketch from the 70s. No, that, like, I,
0: I thought the same thing when I saw yeah. this guy's picture. That's why I don't put a ton of validity into right. it. His yeah. name is Walter Recca. And so they ha- the guy that accused him had a press conference. The guy's dead now, so they yeah. can't do anything about it anyway. Okay. But the one that I am the most fascinated by... In 2007, mm-hmm. this guy named Skip Porteous, uh, who was a P.I. I can't think of a better name for yeah. a P.I., by the way. Skip Portius, yeah, P.I. Skip, boy, yeah. <laughs> um, he was contacted by a man who says that he believed that he was D.B. Cooper's brother. and he be- And he says... That the guy who was his brother's real name was Kenneth Christensen.
1: <laughs>
0: he was a flight steward. Uh, he wasn't making much money. Get this. A year after the hijacking, he paid. He, he, was, he was not making a ton of money. A year after the hijacking, he bought a very expensive house and paid in cash. But that goes back to then the money would be in circulation. Right. So um, – but then he was shown – they showed Florence, the stewardess, a picture of him oh. and she said of all the people that she has been shown pictures of ever since the hijacking happened, his was – she couldn't say for sure but his was the closest, closest. to mm. the actual Dan Cooper. Mm. So these are the main suspects. Now the last thing we can talk about as far as the suspects are concerned, is the fact that there is another theory. And this is the theory that no one wants to admit because it takes the romanticism out of the story. What if he landed in the ocean? What if he landed in a lake? What if he landed in... He's got the money that would weigh him down. He, 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 There's one, there's a guy that's been in the FBI. I didn't write his name down, but I should have, who truly believes that Dan Cooper is dead and mm-hmm. doesn't really think he was that smart of a guy. Mm-hmm. His point being, what I mentioned earlier with the parachutes, it's night, it's dark, he doesn't know where the wind is taking him, and because no physical evidence has been found, none, mm-hmm. it would make complete sense that he landed in a river, was swept out into the ocean, died because the weight of the parachute and the money pulled him down, mm-hmm. some of the money got swept upstream, and that's the 5800.
1: Yeah, that the, that the boy found, because it was only that one set. Right. Yeah, just that
0: one set. Now, me personally, my gut... I think he's, I think he survived. I think think he was just, if he was smart enough to get this far, Mm -hmm. how could Mm -hmm. he not be smart enough to hide the physical evidence? If you know how to handle a parachute, Mm -hmm. you put it back in the bag, you destroy it somehow, burn it, whatever. I think a lot of times people just panic in situations like that and they go, oh, I got to get out of here. And they Mm -hmm. leave the parachute or they leave something behind. The only thing he left behind was that fucking tie, tie. which I still can't figure out why he did Mm -hmm. that. But it to me is completely plausible. That this guy, but also, and this is the problem with shit like this: is as soon as you get on one track, you hit a speed bump. Mm-hmm. If he died, mm-hmm. it would make sense why none of that money has ever popped up in circulation. Yeah, it would make sense that his body was never found because if mm-hmm. he gets swept out to the he's ocean, out, yeah. he's done.
1: Yeah, because there's, there's shit in the
0: ocean that chew you up. And but then, then, how did the money, the fifty-eight hundred, get there? Yeah, and how did they time it three years after? Yeah. So to me, my gut is. I don't know if he's still alive, but just because it makes the story more romantic, because the facts don't point either way, it could go either way. I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a pretty skeptical person. Yeah. I want the facts. to That's why I believe in evolution. I yeah. want the facts to point to the definitive answer. Right, and unfortunately, right. they fork in this one yeah. and you really could go one way or the other.
1: Yeah, they rake in this one. So, spread out yes.
0: so yeah. just for the sake of romanticism. I think he made it. I think he did it. I think he did it too, man. And I'm not feeling bad. It's two hundred thousand dollars from a the bank. They've got that shit insured.
1: And I mean, look at the wonderful things that have come out of exactly. it. I exactly. Mean, now we have better. We have well heightened security. Yes. Uh, we're we're actually we we actually want your real name now.
0: Yeah. You're gonna fly. <laughs> you got to have uh, an ID. You got to have. Yeah. You can't get on a plane exactly. without a driver's license. Security just like you can't is, shop for groceries without one. Yeah.
1: Security is better because of.
0: You would like to Day think that DB Cooper had something to do with security getting better. In fact, yeah. when if he does ever come out of hiding, just be like, "You're welcome." Yeah, yeah I know exactly. for making security but at the airport.
1: Which like that it. would
0: actually make him kind of a much more anti-hero. He's like, "I'm the reason you motherfuckers have to walk through the... Now,
1: actually, if the FBI even wants to catch him or whatever, they would only char- be able to charge him with just embarrassing the shit out of them and pissing them that off. That
0: Hobbs statute thing, yeah, that has no statute of limitations. Keeps,
1: that, that keeps popping around in my mind. I'm like, yeah, what would you charge him with or whatever?
0: Just that one thing, yeah. Because nobody got hurt. No. He didn't destroy he anything. He fed
1: them, man. Yeah. He fucking fed. You don't
0: feed Joe hostages. Now you talk know. about How that. Did you see he my fed. Movies? I didn't know about this. He yeah, fed. people. Yeah, he
1: fed when when they landed. When they first landed um, to refuel and everything to go um, before they went to Reno. He made sure that the entire staff and everybody was fed before they took off again. And, you know, before he let all the passengers go. Did
0: you ever see that episode of The Simpsons where Homer got a job with the nicest global terrorist ever? Mm -mm. He got a job with this guy who was just the nicest guy, gave him everything, moved Mm. his family into this beautiful house, gave Homer a great job. Everything's going fantastically. It just also happens that the guy's a global terrorist, (laughs) that, you know, he's basically a James Bond villain living in a volcano. (laughs) And even towards the end of the episode, it's one of the best Simpsons episodes ever. Uh. Towards the end of the episode, Homer realizes that his family isn't happy, so they have to go back to their old life. Uh. And he goes to tell the guy he has to leave and he hates to do it because he's such a nice guy. The guy's in the middle of a firefight (laughs) with agents. Swooping down into his volcano and Homer doesn't even notice And the guy's like shooting at them. He's like, "What do you need, Homer?" I was like, "Yeah, I think I gotta leave." He's like, "You know what? I understand, I man. You gotta do what's right for your family." <laughs> it's one of the best episodes of Simpsons ever. But that's what this guy sounds like. Yeah, he sounds like the nicest
1: terrorist yeah, ever. Yeah, for real. Like, you know, y'all go ahead and get off the plane. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna take this plane. And we all, make sure we got enough gas now, so <laughs> we don't want to go up there and run out of gas. Would you guys like something to eat?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. don't don't move too quick or I'm gonna blow us all Look, to hell. The
1: pressure in the plane <laughs> might be
0: kind of strange and a little bit. I'm gonna leave the back door open.
1: Yeah, I'll close your up here in the cockpit don't don't
0: her. get a chill don't get a, Here's chill. a shawl <laughs> exactly. I'm only sending you into the cockpit so you don't catch cold exactly I I know I know how you are Raymond. I know how you are <laughs> oh my god so yeah this is
1: I think he got away
0: and I don't think he ever intended on hurting anyone I don't <gasps> think we didn't really get into much detail about this I don't think the bomb was really gonna ignite no
1: I don't even think it was real. I think right. it was just so because uh, I mean, even like now, if somebody came in here right now with a briefcase with some with some canisters, yeah. wires, and tubes. You can tell me, and 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 even one of them old Mickey mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Mouse clock shits and everything, and 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 having in a in a briefcase right now. You can tell me that's a bomb. I'm gonna believe you,
0: right? Because.
1: I don't fucking
0: know. Now, did you see that Evil Genius show on Netflix? I haven't watched it yet, Mm -hmm. but I know about the case. Mm -mm. The case is a real case, and this might be unsolved. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But what happened is this guy walks into a bank, and he's got something bulky under his shirt, Mm -hmm. and he asks for a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. He seems nervous. He seems unsure. He gets his money. He tells them he's got a bomb. Give him the money. He leaves. The cops surround him, and he sits down in the middle of the road and starts telling them, please help me. Please, please help me. Turns out, someone put that bomb on him uh, and told him to go rob the bank. And on live television, the guy's sitting there begging for the cops to do something. And all of a sudden, the thing starts beeping. And he's like, please, God, somebody do something. Please, please, somebody. Do-. Pfft, he's dead. What? I'm not 100% sure if they caught the guy that did it. But my point oh. is. When people love, and, and, and I'm I'm making a huge assumption here, but if you go through the trouble of making a bomb, yeah, you kind of want to use it. Want to use it, right? Yeah. Even he if had, he blew up the plane after he jumped off, right? Which I don't. He yeah, might which, not want it to die. Yeah, but he wanted to was, use his want bomb. To make sure my bomb works. Exactly. Like Dennis Hopper and Speed. Yeah, he just wants to blow he shit up. To
1: blow shit up. Yeah, exactly. So I
0: honestly, I think the guy knew the system enough to know all I have to do is threaten. Again, that would not happen today. Right. back then, all he had to do was say, I got a fucking bomb. um, Take me where I want to go and you'll be fine.
1: Nowhere was there even the mention of a gun.
0: Right. He didn't threaten. I mean, technically he did, Mm -hmm. but he didn't get aggressive. Right. He didn't scare anyone. I mean, obviously the stewardesses were terrified. But they were also almost chit-chatty with him. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because he wasn't...
0: He was a and nice I think,
1: guy, I, and and I think they were like that as well because he didn't have right didn't have a weapon. If, or if the person
0: that that holds the power in a situation stays calm, you will stay calm exactly. And I think that's what he was was he was counting on because right. if I just approach this very calmly and say, "Take me where I want to go, and you'll be fine." Yeah. No one's gonna do anything stupid. Mm-mm. They're just gonna do what I ask. And they were so the the, the airlines and everything. They were just so cooperative, mm-hmm. man, because they thought yeah. he was gonna land. They were gonna be able to arrest him. Everything's yep, great. And everything but was he good. outsmarted everyone. That
1: man had um, he had to have
0: some even if he did training? die, he still outsmarted everybody. Yeah,
1: because he still got away with it. Cause yeah, because he, it is you still like, can't even find the money. Right. You can't even find his body. You can't even find his parachute. Exactly. You can't find anything. His shoe. You can find nothing. And not only that, you don't even know who the man really is.
0: Although there's a part of me that thinks it would be kind of funny if after all this calculated planning, after all his confidence, he lands in the ocean. And right before he drowns, he's just sitting there for a second and just goes, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I may- God, God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> I got to do all the... Yeah, he's thinking... Motherfucker I hijacked the motherfucker Then gassed it up I let motherfuckers go And everything <laughs> And not, and got the takeoff, Got all the way to take off and, and jumped out the plane And everything here I am dying
0: Here's a this shark He sees shit. a shark coming towards him And he's like Well yeah. motherfucker like, Really? <laughs> really
1: now George? Really motherfucking Right now son? <laughs>
0: well anyway This has been an absolute blast Brian yeah, this, this has cool been so much hell, fun If someone wants to get in touch with you
1: How would they do that? You can hit Brian Reader on Facebook at Brian Art Hit him Reader. hard. Hit me hard. <laughs> or you can even hit me on, um, I think I'm on Instagram. I think, I'm, yeah, Brown. Hit me at Brown1312
0: on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, yes. Well, I, this season, not to say anything against my other co hosts, because <laughs> they were both phenomenal. <laughs> and we'll both be involved in this season, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, But this season so far, apart from just scheduling, has been my favorite season of this show because I get to find out what my podcast chemistry is with different people every week and it's been amazing. And we should definitely do this again. If you do get your podcast off the ground... I would be Basically, happy to be a guest on you it. Trust me, you're going to be there when it goes Oh, I better wrong, be, because you're a fucking fan <laughs> of my podcast. Yeah,
1: right, son. I'm big. <laughs> I still got, I, I got a faded bearded one sticking <laughs> on my truck right now. Yeah, son. so
0: do I. I had to take mine off, because I couldn't even tell what it was anymore.
1: Really? <laughs> I hope mine is more than just a little dark square now. <laughs> mine just went white.
0: Really? It just eventually was just a white square. People were like, oh, what the wow. fuck is that in your car? I was like was I, I, Bird poop? Now it was supposed to be a representative. Mine just went
1: like, mine went just went black. So apparently what I
0: learned from that lesson, and if you really want to know what we're talking about, there's a Bearded Ones podcast episode called Bumper (laughs) Stamps. But um, (laughs) apparently if you don't spend a lot of money on something, you don't get a quality product.
1: You don't get a quality product. I was shocked. You get a bumper stamp. You get a
0: bumper stamp that fades like that. But speaking of fading, it's time for us to fade yes. into the night, Brian Reader. Yeah. So thank you so much for doing the episode. Yeah, thank, thank you for, for bringing – D- I was hoping someone would do D.B. Cooper, and thank God it was you. Because you're baby. into that. Because I'm trying to find this motherfucker's money. I know, seriously. <laughs> you would think also if it
1: was
0: – God. It can't. all I don't know. We could keep talking about this for another five hours, conjecture and everything. But um, (laughs) this has been awesome. Uh, I hope you can come back. Maybe next season we'll we'll do something like this again, again? or maybe have you on the bearded ones or something like that. What? And then yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then (laughs) uh, I think that's everything. So I hope you've enjoyed this show. Again, don't don't forget if you give us a five star review and stitch your iTunes, we will (sighs) we will read yeah whatever you say in that review. We will read it on the air as long as it's five stars. So you can do a five-star review and tell us we suck, and we'll read it on the air. Um, So that's everything. I hope you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you got lucky tonight. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for being a part of the Lucky 10,000 with your host, Evan. Email us at lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Find Lucky 10,000 on Twitter at lucky underscore 10K and visit our podcast network site at beardedpodsnetwork.com.